0: Come on, give the Lord a praise for our faith kids. Amen. Yeah. Did you enjoy that this morning? Come on, give the Lord of praise for them. They put a lot of effort into that. God is so good. Wow, this is so awesome. I appreciate all the workers, all their hard work. Um, some of them um, even took time away from their own personal jobs and went and gave their time and their effort for this. So we give the Lord praise for them. Uh, as you can see, our kids are not just being cared for back there. They are being uh, uh, shown the way. They're being taught the word. And then be, they're being uh, guided to follow Jesus, even from an all, a very young age. Amen? That is so awesome. I enjoy that so much. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I. morning. Uh, Sorry if you are disappointed not to see Pastor Terry up here. Uh, my name is Louis Mercado. I'm a minister and I serve here in the house and it is so good to be here with you this morning. It is definitely uh, an honor uh, to be here this morning to share the word with the body this morning. Uh, I'm so thankful for our pastor. He's He and his lovely bride are taken off to take a little time off, well-deserved time off. And uh, I'm so grateful that he... Uh, this tells you how crazy he could be. He allows me to come up here and preach this morning. <laughs> but it is also so wonderful to be part of this faith family. Uh, I, um, I've been here about three years now, and, and the Lord has done an amazing work in my life. And glad to be able to be here and share a little bit of what he has done in my life with you. Uh, so maybe that will inspire you to continue ahead and be strong in the faith. Amen. Amen. Um, this morning, if you want to follow what um, I'm going to be speaking about, you can go to the Uversion app, and um, you can go to events, then I'm sorry, more than events, then click on Faith Renewed, and you'll be able to follow along with what I'll be sharing this morning. Amen. Are you ready for what God has in store for us this morning? Amen. Uh, I, I usually do this, especially for those of you who do not know me. Um, I I do have a little bit of an accent. I'm I'm working on it. Uh, It's a 42-year process so far, Um, and um, you would never know what I used to sound like, but Ricky Ricardo would be very, very proud of me. (laughs) Um, Last week, uh, PT brought us an amazing uh, message regarding the relationship goals uh, series that we are on and he spoke on parenting, right? Uh, he said three things about parenting, of course. Not five, not two, but three. Uh, parenting is a choice. Parenting is no joke. And parenting is so worth it. And having my, had my two children, and they are now being grown, and um, now have grandchildren, and I've, I'm meant to send the media team some pictures so that I could... Show off my grandkids, you know. Um, If you are not a grandparent yet and you're still raising your children, there's still hope. (laughs) There's still hope. I enjoyed my time yesterday with my family. And and I loved listening to my son and daughter talking about how they are raising themselves. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. Now they understand what we went through. (laughs) So there's still hope for those of you who are still parenting. But this morning, I want to... Continue on the relationship goals series, and I want to talk to you about serving. Serving, okay? Um, This is a very dear and close uh, subject to my heart. Um, I am very, very uncomfortable. I told somebody earlier tonight, uh, this morning, I am very, very nervous because this is not my comfort spot. Um, God has pulled me out and brought me here. Um, what he did call me to do was to serve. He called me to serve. He didn't call me to preach. He didn't call me to sing, even though I can do all of that. He called me to serve. And that was my first experience when I arrived at Faith Renewed. Um, Okay, here we go. I'll try not to, but I'm always always a crier. But um, when when I came here a little over three years ago, I was broken, burned out, I was just wore out, I had nothing left, um, and I, I would walk in, sit in one of these back chairs, and I would just simply sit there, no emotion, no reaction, nothing, um, somebody looked at me, they would look at me and say, he's broken, there's nothing there, and the lights are not on, you know? But God, but God, God used many people here to serve me in one way or another. I didn't need anything fixed. I didn't need anything. Um, I didn't need to move or anything, but people served me. They cared for me. Just a simple pat on my shoulder and say, how you doing? I'm praying for you. That meant something. But this morning I, I want to talk to you about serving. And just like parenting, serving is no is, is a choice. It is no joke. And it is very worth it. Very much. Um, we were created in the likeness and image of God, a loving God, a giving God, right? In John 3:16, it says that God so loved that he gave. Right? Because He is not going to just simply say, oh, I love you so much and not do anything, right? He's going to do something for you. He gave his only begotten son for us. Serving is not about seeking acknowledgement. It is not about looking for recognition or expecting a reward in return. We cannot change or restore anyone. Okay, We cannot heal anyone by serving them. That is the work of the Holy Spirit who can use us. In our service to do that work in somebody's life. What service is. Is something that we do. And I would dare take it one step further and say it is something that we are. We are servants of God. It is helping a family move. Doing repairs to someone's house. Yeah. But also being a teacher or a caregiver in our faith kids program here. Or faith or faith students, being part of the host team, and all the host team says, amen, amen. <laughs> or even part of the cleaning team, yeah, it takes an awful lot of people to keep things going here, and we want everybody to be a part of it, so therefore, if you are interested to finding out more of how you can get involved here this afternoon, 4 o'clock, faith track yeah, yeah, yeah. taking place, uh, you see that, you see that, it's not even in my notes, all right. <laughs> It is also paying attention to those around us. It's lending an ear or a shoulder to someone in distress. It is showing God's love, listen carefully, to someone who may have stopped believing and has become blinded to His love simply because of something someone else may have said or done to them. That is serving. That is serving. I want to start out with our key text this morning in John 13, verses 1 through 5. You can follow along there. It is a very, very interesting story, and it is a, the, the, one of the most beautiful moments of serving that I see in the Bible. There are many, but this is one of those. Verse, starting in verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come, that he, had, that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. There's an awful lot of love in there. But because there's so much love, he gives. And supper being ended, the devil having already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the father had given had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, rose from the supper and laid aside his garments, took a towel and girded himself. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with a the towel with which he was Girded. Amen. Let's go into the word this morning, but before we do that, let's pray very quickly, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together and um, to give us another opportunity to serve you and to worship you and to give you glory. Lord, we don't deserve anything, but you gave it all for us. And this morning, we acknowledge you, Holy Spirit, take full control of everything that will be said and done. And I am nothing without you. May you speak to us today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, here's Jesus. His time has come. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He knows what Judas is about to do. And he decides to wash the disciples' feet. A couple of things about that scene. Number one. The washing of the feet, that job belonged to the lowest level servant in the house in that day. Usually the youngest and usually the the most inexperienced. Remember in those days, there were no paved roads. There was people traveling donkeys and horses and, and things like that. So the roads were dirt. And of course, the animals go anywhere they want to go. So that that was a very very dirty uh, job to do, and Jesus said, "Young person, sit aside. I got this today." And just like he did on that day, you and I, when we come to him, he will do just that. When you and I go off the path that we are supposed to be walking after him, he will say, "Come here, sit down. Let me wash your feet." Let me take off all that junk that you have been walking on. And let me help you get back where you need to be. It says that he took his garment off and laid it aside. The garment represented their position in society. It represented who they were. In this moment, Jesus says, no, I am nothing right now but your servant. I will put this aside. I want to take care of you right now. And finally, Jesus knew. That Judas was about to betray him. And it says that he washed the disciples' feet. It does not say he washed everybody's feet except Judas. That is a calling for you and I to serve people even when we know that they're doing us wrong. Even when you know that somebody has something against you, it is time for you to go wash somebody's feet. Okay? Okay. Oh, Louie, but (laughs) I don't like people messing with my feet. I don't want to be messing with nobody's stinky feet. Okay, it's not about the actual work, okay? It's about the attitude of the heart. How are you going to serve that person that you know is about to do you wrong? It's easy to serve those that you love. It's easy to love those who you are in fellowship with. What about that person that you heard that said something very hurtful about you? And you have not been able to confront that. And therefore, that thorn is still sitting on the side of your heart, poking you every time you think about it. I want you to think about that this morning. Jesus did it as an example for us. We were created in God's image. In Genesis 1.26, it says that God, God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So we have who God is in us. That's who we're supposed to be. People will know about our Christian faith, not so much by the words that we speak, but more by the actions that we put out. Okay, people are tired of hearing about the Bible and about Jesus and all. No, they're ready to see it. They're ready to see it. Because if we say that we are something, but we act like the rest of the world, they're going to say, yeah, there goes another one. And then the name of God is not glorified. In John 13, 34 and 35 says, A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another, if you have love for one another. So love is very key in serving. You must do it, not simply because you feel like it or don't feel like it, but because you love God who gave you the love for these people. We will make a difference in this world by how we serve others. And this is another one of these episodes that I just love, love, love. It is in Mark 10, 42, 45. Here we see a situation where two of the disciples say, hey, Jesus, you know, uh, <coughs> we, we want to be sitting at your right side when you're up there in heaven with, with the Father, you know. You know, we walked out here with you. We, we have served you. We sang really pretty with you. You know, we, we hoorah and, and just cheered you on and, and, you know, we did all the right stuff. So I think we're, we're, we're ready. And he, Jesus says, you have no idea what you're asking. You have no idea what you're asking. And as he goes on, he he calls all the disciples to himself because they were starting to get a little bit upset with his two brothers. And he says, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you that whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servants. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. Key verse 45. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. That is a statement of service right there. I don't look for people to serve me. I look for an opportunity to serve. I don't ask somebody that is obviously sitting on the side of the road with a flat tire, do you need any help? They're going to look at me and say, duh. <laughs> that happened to me, actually, parentheses that happened to me, actually, one day on my way to church, on my way home from church, I come off the exit, and there's a, as, as I'm driving by, I see a lady and a little kid and the flat tire, and as I'm driving by, I'm like, oh, I need to stop, and I look in my rear view mirror, and I got a, tail of cars behind me and I'm like I can't stop. Holy Spirit says stop. I said okay. So I went to the next exit got off, came off, came back around and as I'm pulling up three other cars are pulling in right behind me. They all saw the same thing and we all stopped. That lady and that little kid they had no idea how to fix it. We were between the one guy had a a. a, a, a A power wrench of some sort and boom, 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 boom. He took it out, put it on. I'm like, dude, I'm with him. (laughs) I have no clue what I'm supposed to do here, but hey, I'm with him. That's what we need to do. When we see an opportunity, don't ask. Just do it. Step forward. He did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as ransom for many. We are so so focused on our own lives that we are not even willing or even think about giving a little piece of our life for somebody else. Yet Jesus gave it all. For you and I. So I want to st- I want to just share three quick points actually for. That I want to I want us to uh, focus on as we go into um, the, uh, developing the relationship goals. Okay. Number one. In relationship goals, we need to be serving our family. That is the first institution that God established on earth. Okay? In John, um, sorry, in Genesis 128, it says, Then God blessed them, Adam and Eve, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fl- the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on earth. God Established family at that very point and gave the family power and authority over everything else on the on the earth. What happened? Can somebody tell me where did it go wrong that now the world is telling the family how to do things? Things got turned upside down somewhere along the way. Okay. Okay. So we need to understand that when God established family as the foundation of society, it was so that society would grow as the family grows. As we serve our family, we will strengthen the family. That's the problem that has happened, that has, that, that has come up in many, throughout the years, that we have focused ourselves in doing stuff, working so hard, and then we forget about family. We're too busy getting ready to provide that we forget about serving. We're too busy going after it that we forget about loving. And it is important that we bring a balance about that. You you can serve. You can work. You can do what you got to do. But don't forget, we must serve family because when we serve a family, we're also serving God. My second point, I want us to make sure that we develop our relationship goals as we serve our church. Amen? All the church workers say, there we go, there we go. In John 12, 26, the Bible says, if anyone serves me, Jesus speaking here, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. God is looking upon us. He knows our heart. And he will, you don't have to seek the honor. God will take care of you one way or the other. Yep. Don't even worry about what are they going to say, what are they going to think. Worry about what God is going to say, what God is going to think. Amen. When we worry about what he wants, he'll take care of us. Yeah. Amen. Yep. We don't dis- We don't serve a church for recognition. Correct. Oh. Correct. I have worked with so many people that they, they get... They, they, they quit. They stop serving in church. And when you ask them, they're like, well, I did this, this, and that. And nobody appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing it then for? Yeah. You, you do it. Do it as unto the Lord, right? It's what yeah. we, we are, I'm about to hit that passage here in just a second. But if you're doing it for the people, for satisfying the pastor, for making sure that the board don't get mad at you, guess what? They will. They will get mad at you. They will not appreciate you. But when you step forward and you say, I'm going to do this because I love God and I love his church. Guess what? God will take care of you. It is awesome. These these, um, 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 kids workers back here, these guys have been working on developing this, their very first kids summer camp on their own. They told pastor, we want to do this. Pastor said, go for it. They put it together, they put forward their, their resources, and they did it. Now the, those little lives have been impacted by the power of God. Don't think that just because they couldn't do every single motion that you were seeing on the monitor, that they didn't get it. Yeah, somebody copying. you better clap. Because let me tell you something. It's more than just the motions to the song. It's more than just simply sitting in, in front of a teacher. It's all about what's going to happen to these lives going on down the line. I grew up in church, literally, literally. My dad was a pastor of a church uh, in Puerto Rico when I was a little kid. The house, they gave us a house to live in because they couldn't afford to pay us a, a salary. So my dad worked secularly as well. But my bedroom window Face, the carport. Guess where the church was? In the carport. They closed in the carport, and my bedroom window was facing there. So I'll never forget one time I was was sick. And, of course, my mom said, just stay in bed. Don't come out here. I was in church. I was sick as a dog, but I was in church. I was laying in my bed, but I was in church. Nothing wrong with that. My kids, I'm very proud of them. Some of you, well, most of you know them both. But Andrew and Blair grew up going to church. That was part of the balance that I had to bring to my family. I wanted to serve in church all my life, and I did. But then I had a family. So I had two choices. I either leave them behind or I bring them along. I brought them along, and now they're both serving God. So that's that's part of what you got to do. But I, I just want us to understand that, Anytime that we serve in church, we're impacting somebody's life. Host team, when you're standing out here welcoming people, whether here or in the back door, that smile, that hug, that good morning, that God bless you, is impacting some someone's life. It is setting the the, 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 the tone for what they're about to experience here. So I want you to understand, do not minimize what you're doing. Understand that God is going to use everything you say and do in, in this body to bring glory to his name. Because when we serve in our church, we're also serving God. Thirdly, relationship goal. We need to make sure we are serving in our community and in our jobs. Woo-hoo! This, is a, this is a popular one. It's been quiet so far. It's about to get really quiet now. Colossians 3, 22 and 24. And the very first word on that passage is going to hit somebody right, right there. Bondservant. What? I thought we were done with all of that servant stuff. Nah. If you're drawing a paycheck, you belong to somebody. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. But it says, bond servant, obey all the, all, in all things your masters according to the flesh, but with eye, not with eye service as, as men pleasers, but in, so, in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you for you serve the Lord Christ. Amen. Sincere heart. Is very important. It's a, it's a key statement in that passage. You cannot fake a sincere heart. You can go in there and tell your boss everything they want to hear, up and down, one way or the other, and they might believe you. But guess what? They will know if your heart is sincere when the time comes. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm going to say this in fear that it may sound like I'm trying to brag on myself, but please believe me, I'm not. Um, I got a call from my boss on Friday, and he says, hey, listen, um, I need you up at the Fort Mill office on Monday morning. We, I'm having a meeting at 7 o'clock, and, and I need you there. And he says, yes, sir. He goes, I mean, we can do it Zoom if you want to, so you don't have to come up here. I says, no, you need me up there, I'll be up there. And he says, Are you okay with coming up here? I says, that's what you hired me for. When you hired me, you told me you have an office in Fort Mill. You have an office here in Greenville. You're about to open one in Anderson, one in Columbia. Guess what? If you need me in Fort Mill, I'll be in Fort Mill. But that means you're going to have to travel very early. I'll be there. Okay? My test for sincere heart is that I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning on Monday (laughs) and show up and be at that meeting by (laughs) (laughs) 6.30. But guess what? He knows that I'm not faking it. Amen. That when I say I'm going to be there, I'm going to be there because my heart is being sincere. It is very difficult to live a sincere life and you're living it and you're trying to be fake about it. Yes. You can't be fake about sincerity. So make sure you stay on track with that. Zig Ziglar said something. I, I love Zig Ziglar. If you follow me on Facebook, you see me posting stuff over Zig Ziglar all the time. He said, if you help people get what they want, they will help you get what you want. Find out what your employer needs from you, help them get there, and they'll take care of you. Oh, yeah. Not everybody is crazy that they will leave you hanging, okay? There are a few good ones still out there. I got one. Thank goodness. Also in the community, find out what the community needs get involved in it. And give, find out what they need, and and your needs will be met as well. Our reward comes from the Lord who sees what we do and knows our heart. People may not know our heart. You may not know me very well right now because we may have just met, but that's okay. God knows my heart, and because he knows my heart, and he knows you, and he knows your heart, he'll give you testimony of where my heart's at. Amen? Amen. So when we serve our community, when we serve our employer, place of employment, we're also serving God. So I want us to understand that the ultimate relationship goal is serving God. Whether it's family, church, or the community, or at work, we are serving God. In Matthew five sixteen says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. People are watching. People are looking. People know whether or not you're serving God or serving yourself. Whether you're serving for your glory or for his glory. It is time that the church rises up. That the Christians rise up and take their place in our communities and say, God is the God of our country. God is the God of our family. God is the God of my house. And when we do that, God will step forward in our behalf and he will show people that he is God. What we say and what we do will cause people to either glorify the Lord or deny him. In Hebrews 6:10 says, For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. That's right. Ministering is not standing up here and preaching a message. Ministering is serving one another at the point of their needs. So that is the, the, the main thing that I want us to understand. Ministry is It's not just something publicly done. Serving is the basis of it all. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you so much for listening. I hope something that was said touched your heart this morning. And may the Lord bless you today. As we close this morning, I want to invite you to just close your eyes and bow your heads as we just... Um, think about what the Lord wants to say to us today. Before I leave today, first of all, I hope you know God because it's difficult to serve a God that you don't know. So before you live here today, please, if you don't know Him or if you've walked away from Him, let us serve you by showing you the way. Let us show you the God that we serve God thinks the world of you he loves you so much He he sent Jesus to spread his arms wide open and say I love you and he gave it all for you will you love him back by serving him today God wants to use you yes it's not about what you know or what you your abilities are it's about what he wants to do with you. Will you let him? God has already given you all that you need to, in order to serve him. Will you let him use you by using those skills and talents for his glory? And finally, as we close and we meditate on all this, I want you to know that someone is waiting to see God through your service. Will you allow God to use you today? Father God, this morning, I thank you for speaking to us and challenging us to serve you in ways that we may not even imagine. But more importantly, God, may we serve in every area of our life so that we may be able to show people your love, show people the way. the cross and more importantly that we may be able to bring glory to your name through our service this morning father god i ask you that you touch each and every person under the sound of my voice and i declare in the name of jesus that your work will be done your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven thank you jesus I will open up the altar today, this morning, and if you need anything, if you you need prayer this morning, uh, we have altar workers that are ready, willing, and able to pray with you, to to spend time with you. Um, But more importantly, if you are here today and you need to know the Lord, I want to pray with you. Because I want to make sure that when I get to heaven, I can look next to me and I can see you there next to me. Amen. Let's pray once again. Father, thank you for this day. I bless you. I thank you for my brothers and sisters. And I declare that we take on the challenge to serve you for in our families, in our church, in our community, in our job. As we serve you in every area of our life. Father, we bless you. We thank you. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. And amen. Don't leave if you need prayer. Please make sure you come and see one of the altar workers. And they'll be more than happy to pray with you. In the meanwhile, I bless you. I thank you. And I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. As you head out, don't forget to pick up your kids. Gather your things as well. Any trash. We have trash cans around the building for you to be able to deposit those there as well. God bless you. Take care. Go in peace. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.